Slow pitch softball. Welcome to Melden Law and Friends, a weekly podcast brought to you by Melden Law, a statewide law firm with its primary office in Gainesville, Florida, and also with offices in South Florida, covering the entire Tri-County South Florida area from Miami-Dade through Broward through Palm Beach County. And also we are in Marion County, where we've been for 43 years. And Jeffrey, I know you're very proud of that brand new office, and we've got some exciting news coming up about that. Yeah, June 16th. From 4.30 to 6.30, we're having the grand opening of our new Ocala office at 1326 South Pine Avenue. And are we allowed to let out of the bag some of the guests that we have coming? Yeah, I think so. All right, I'll, I'll leave that to you. Anyhow, <laughs> no, we, we got the mayor, uh, the head of the Chamber of Commerce coming, Buddy Martin, and as our special guest, the head ball coach. Steve Spurrier is going to be joining us for our Ocala grand opening, and it is going to be fun. Food, drink, music, uh, we are going to have a blast, and we want to invite everybody in the community uh, to come and join us. And there is going to be special prizes uh, that uh, we're going to let out slowly <laughs> over the course of the next three or four weeks. Well, we, we've already got some pretty big surprises. I, I know, Jeffrey, uh, how hard you've worked on this. This is something that's not been weeks. This has been months in the making. You know, you took over this very unique building with, oh, we've talked about it for weeks here on the show, kind of uh, mid-century modern architecture, and it's very different, but a great building. You can't miss the sign out front. And uh, I just, I'm personally so thrilled about Coach Spurrier, Buddy Martin, and all the others. Yes, we're really excited, and we'll keep you up to date on that as this show goes on and uh, the rest of our shows before June 16th at 430 to 630, 1326 South Pine Avenue in Ocala. It's right across the street from the Advent Hospital that used to be Monroe Regional Medical Center. And we'll figure a way to park everybody. So don't worry about parking. We'll figure it out. We don't care where you're from, what part of the listening area you're from, whether you're from Gainesville, South Florida, or anywhere. We want you to come. It'll be a great event. Jeffrey's had a longtime presence there, and I think this will be terrific. But let's get right to our great guests. We've got some terrific people here, as well as on the second half of the show. We have with us today uh, representatives from the Bread of the Mighty Food Bank in Gainesville. Mm -hmm one of the most well-known and certainly one of the most important uh, charitable organizations in the Gainesville area. We've got with us today, to my immediate left, Marsha Conwell, the president and CEO of Bread of the Mighty, and also Shara English, who is the agency director. Welcome to the show, both of you. Thank, Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, we, we appreciate that. So why don't you just start off, either one of you, telling our viewers and listeners, what is the Bread of the Mighty Food Bank? Mm -hmm. 
start off? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so with Bread of the Mighty Food Bank, uh, we work really hard to reach out to those in our area that are food insecure. Uh, we work with children, we work with seniors and families that are in five counties and we just uh, have wonderful partnerships all around that help us get this food out. We've been here since 1987. Um, Alachua is by far our largest county and the food insecurity, which really tears you up, it's another word for hunger. There's one in four sure. children that are gonna go to bed hungry tonight, one in five seniors, that's people that has raised us, our mothers, our fathers, our grandparents. It's people like that that we try to reach each and every day. You know, that's an amazing statistic because, you, you know, we're blessed and we right. don't go to bed hungry. Right. And, it, it, you know, it's something that really moves me when I hear that, that uh, what you're doing is serving uh, the folks most in need. That's correct. Just of the basic necessities of life. So where does the funding for you come from? And, and I've, I've been by your facility on 10th Avenue, and uh, I, I know people who work with you. It's a wonderful organization. Where do you get the food? Where do you get the funding? We write grants. Okay. Um, we, we go after a lot of different grants, large grants, small grants. We have private donors, private funders. Um, we get a lot of our food where we buy it ourselves. A lot of people think that... All the food is donated to us, and that's just not true. Okay. It wouldn't. It'd be it's, too cumbersome and too difficult it, to right, make that. It's not. But a lot it wouldn't of people, be reliable either, exactly. right? Because one week you might get a bunch, and the next week right. you wouldn't get enough. It's very hard to yeah. find. Uh, we we try to put out as much produce. I think we do between sixty and seventy percent fresh fruits and vegetables out in the community. Okay. That's been my heartbeat, along with Shara's, is to make sure we get the fresh food out to the children and the seniors and just us working people along with meat. Now you work with organizations around the community to help distribute the food, And that's right? one of Shara's many jobs. <laughs> okay, so Shara, tell us some of the folks that you work with that help distribute the food. So a lot of our agencies are faith-based, but we do have agencies such as Grace Marketplace, Civic Media Center in Gainesville, um, and then, of course, Boys the and Girls Club. Boys and Girls Club and the schools. schools. The schools help us out a lot to identify kids that are in need of food. And it's not like a backpack program where they take snacks home. We actually send things that the parents can cook with the children over the weekend when they're not getting those school meals. Now, do you have the group, the faith-based group or whatever the group is, deliver the food to them? Do they pick it up? So how does that work? Each agency is different. We give them a lot of leeway in how they want to run their program. But uh, with COVID happening, most of our agencies are doing either delivery or drive-through. Wow. Right. So we actually have a question on Facebook, and I forgot to mention that at the beginning. So <laughs> thank you to Tabitha Miller for having the initiative to write a question. I want to, before I read the question, remind everybody that by all means, send us your questions. Just go right on the Facebook Live feed, type your questions into the comment box, and we'll do our best to get to it as quick as we can. So Tabitha's question is, I would love to help. How do I? That is sad that they go hungry without food. That is, uh, we deal with that every day. I've been there almost 25 years myself. They can call the food bank. Uh, we have a volunteer coordinator. We have Shara, myself. There's 29 of us on okay. staff. 
we can connect people in any way, whether they want to donate a can of green beans or a dollar for every dollar that's donated. We can leverage 10 meals wow. out of that dollar. So there's, there's ways that people can help. We have schools set up where we have a pantry in each school where the children don't have to bring home the food themselves. Say you or I would go there to the school. We would get food and take it home and prepare the meal for the whole family. What is the phone number that uh, people can call? 352-336-0839. And if people want to do donate money, what's the best way to do that? Um, they can go online, mm -hmm. donate online. They can write a check. They can come by and see us. Um, and what's, what's the website address? It's breadofthemighty.org, <laughs> and you'll be able to donate right on the website. That's the easiest way. You'll get a receipt immediately that you can have for your records, but we, will, we can take all types of payment. Whatever you're most comfortable with, we'll help you out. So a and person that has a check, if they wanted to come by, what's the address for the uh, P.O. Office? Box 5086, Gainesville. Mm -hmm. Three two six zero one. What about it? Just coming over to the? Is there an office? Yes. We, when you first walk in, we have three ladies that sit up front. <laughs> they will greet them and see how they like and, to partner with us. And what's the us. address? Oh, you want that address? <laughs> yeah. That address is three two five Northwest Tenth Avenue. Okay. And it's across from Cypress and Grove, which that's is right. a well-known uh, destination. They're a fabulous partner of ours, yes. Yes, yes. and uh, yeah, that's a wonderful area, too. I just see for so much growth. For yeah. instance, what Shara said a few minutes ago, there's ways that we get the food out. We partner with um, ASO, GPD. Mm -hmm. I worked with assistant um, Lonnie. Okay. Who, we take the food over to them. They load it up in the trunks of their vehicles, and they take it out into their destination that they work and they take it to the families that are in need. So they put in the patrol cars? That's yeah. correct. Wow, so that we really have patrol cool. cars. Yeah. And so each patrolman or woman or whoever, detective, they they have a jurisdiction <laughs> or a beat that they call it. So we take okay. fresh fruits and vegetables and meat and dairy and deli, whatever we have, we take it to the police department and then they load their personal vehicles and they take it out into the communities. You know, you know what I love about that idea is not only are you helping the people, but you're integrating the police into the community oh, yeah. in correct. a very that positive way. We also work with um, the fire department as well. They, they do come, a great job. They yeah. come in and they have seniors that they want, they want to feed mm -hmm. or they've been into a senior's home that a 911 call and they finally have no food, they come to get food from us, or Department of Children and Families, they do the same thing. Mm -hmm. They find that this family doesn't have food, so instead of giving another problem, they just call us and we give them food. So how did you as an organization have to adapt when COVID happened? Obviously that oh. had a dev devastating impact oh, yeah. on our and many other similar oh. situated communities. So talk a little bit about that, how it impacted the recipients of, of, of right. your food and also your organization. From an agency standpoint, we had a lot of agencies that were not able to stay open immediately after COVID mm -hmm. because a lot of them are faith-based. So some of the churches weren't able to help us in the traditional way using the building. So they've moved on to starting mobile pantries where they'll say, hey, we're going to be at the park on this day. We'll send a truck and then people are able to come to that park. Um, like I said before, a lot of them are drive through. So they just drive right up and we put the food in their trunk and they're able to drive off. 
Um, but what Marsha had said earlier, the fire department and some of the local agencies such as that stepped up when our agencies weren't able to. And so they were taking food out to Waldo, out to some of the smaller communities. Archer. Archer, yeah, yeah and setting up those mobile pantries for us. So, that, for example, I partnered with uh, the mayor of Archer, and she sent her guys with their trucks <laughs> every day and would get fresh fruits and vegetables and meat, whatever we had. At that time, we were receiving a lot. Yeah. You know, the restaurants were closing down. The bars were closing down. Stores had more food because people weren't coming out. They needed a place to send it. Right. And yay for us, we were the place that was the recipient wow. of it. Cisco, the large, big, um, oh, yeah. large. Yeah. You know, Wholesaler, yeah. That's correct. Mm -hmm. So we would get truckloads, anywhere from eight to nine truckloads a day. Mm -hmm. So this had to go back out into the community. So we learned ways. We went from 9.1 million pounds of food to almost 20 million pounds of food in a year. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. With the same amount of staff. <laughs> and we're all still standing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so one takeaway I'm getting from this, though, is that for individuals who want to donate, they can do it a couple of different ways. You, correct, they, yeah. you, you will accept food. Correct. First of all, you can take food. And you can also make a financial contribution. That's correct. Absolutely. And or, we can also take volunteers as well. Right. If someone, if a group or an individual wanted to spend some time with us, like Marsha had said, we have a small staff and we rely on volunteers a lot. So they come in and help us sort the food. They help us pack the food up. And even sometimes they help us distribute the food. How did you come up with the name Bread of the Mighty Food Bank? Vaughn Gregg, the gentleman that started this, he was in prison in 1984 through 1986. And he decided when he got out, he wanted to do something worthy. Wow. He went in for drugs and trafficking, and he was in there for a while. So he started it. Bread of the Mighty Food. Quite a redemption story. That's, that's very amazing. We will pick this up after our break. We've got to take our first of a couple of breaks today. Want to remind everybody, this is episode 30. Hard to believe, Jeffrey. We started this back in November. We are now on episode 30. We've also got an outstanding guest coming up on the second half of the show. You've, been, you've seen him on the show before, Bob Ganzak, my good friend, Jeffrey's good friend. He is the lead instructor and facilitator of the Gainesville-Dale Carnegie course that's starting up in less than two weeks, actually only uh, one week, actually, the, the 26th. So he'll be talking about that. And again, you are watching Meldon Law and Friends, a service of Meldon Law. Take a look at our website, www.meldonlaw.com, and we will be right back. The Gator Nation will be the first to tell you that in all kinds of weather, we all stick together. Which is why Meldon Law is honored to be the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. We hope you never find yourself the victim of a serious accident. But if you do, our team is here for you. Gators won't back down from a fight, and neither do we. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melden Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them.
Hello and welcome back to today's edition, episode number 30 of Meldon Law and Friends, a service of Meldon Law, a statewide law firm with its primary office in Gainesville, covering the entire state of Florida, South Florida, all the way up through Ocala, the whole state. Jeffrey, uh, I know one thing, of course, you're very proud of is the fact that we are the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Did I say it right? You got it right, Chris. I did. We've been working on this for actually a couple of weeks. I usually get one or two words wrong, but got it right. It's been an exciting time, to say the least. Even with the challenges in attendance, we had Melden Law Day at the Florida ballpark. Disappointing result to the game, but the Gators still took the series. Yes, we, we have uh, had a great time uh, in our partnership with the Florida Gators, and uh, we're going to be continuing it. Uh, we are hoping that the Gators get some uh, baseball love and get a regional, which we think <laughs> they will. Um, and uh, we're getting ready for uh, the fall. All the uh, sports, including football, uh, will be uh, promoted by uh, Melden Law. And we are really uh, want to thank all of our listeners who are helping support Gator sports. It's amazing what they've done during the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. It it truly is amazing. And to all of those of you who have been very, each week going on the website, applying for tickets, please know how much we appreciate that. And there will be other opportunities, trust me on this, uh, as games start getting cranked up again for the fall and everything else. Is there anything in the summer? Yeah. I don't know. There's some stuff coming up. We've got stuff going on. We've got stuff coming up. So we'll, we'll tell you more about, how about the two of you? Have you been to the ballpark yet? No, I have not. It is gorgeous. have not. I became a baseball fan, again, thanks to Florida Ballpark, so it's a wonderful experience. Sure it is. Let's dive back into Bread of the Mighty Food Bank, and you were talking about the statistics, very sobering statistics. One out of every four children go hungry. That's right. Um, Do you have any thought about, uh, you know, nationwide, community-wide? I was looking at some of the things you provided us that... uh, you, you provide services to five counties, so it's many, many thousands of people are recipients That's of what right. you do. Every day. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand you do Alachua, Dixie, Gilchrist County, Lafayette County, and Levy County. Yes, we do. And we also do, for our senior program, which is another one of Cher's jobs, we uh, also do Columbia, Flagler, Flagler and <coughs> one more. No, those are the two. So, yeah, just Mary, well, Mary, Mary, Mary. Yeah, so that's coast to coast. If you're doing Flagler right. <laughs> over to Levy County, that's a huge area. To that's cover. right. Yeah. So, so what is this, like a big warehouse where pe- trucks are coming in and out uh, all day long? It's not big enough. It's only 40,000 square feet. And I heard so, you say you're going to have another building. Uh, well, we've been praying and hoping for it for many years, okay. but we finally just secured some land, made a down payment on it. Yay us, about two months ago, and we've been working with a couple different people, $8.1 million to get it built to do what we need to do every day. And what size did that building be? 100,000 square feet. Oh, so that's bigger than a Publix. (laughs) Sounds like it. We kind of hope it'll be right at the same, with loading docks, because we don't have that now. We have semi-trucks and regular trucks that come each and every day, and it's real hard for the guys to offload it and load it because we don't have docks. We do have electric pallet jacks and forklifts, so that's a huge blessing. Well, that's, so 
Uh, have you started a campaign to help fund Not this? yet. That's going to be kicking off in the next couple months. Can you help, uh, you know, let us know and we'll uh, promote uh, it? And let absolutely. Okay. We are building, uh, we can't do anything we do without trucks, refrigerated trucks. Right. Mm -hmm. Everything we do, the food has to be kept secure. We're responsible to make sure no one is sick. And we so we have to transport it in clean refrigerated trucks, which we do. We have two trucks that are very old in our fleet. They cost us a lot of money to keep them going. Mm -hmm. So we're having two built right now. Okay. So if anybody would like to partner with us, we can put your name and logo on our trucks and can help us fight this hunger here in our county. What is a new uh, refrigerated truck cost? They're 119000 a piece. That's okay. for John Cousins. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because John's in the car business. That's right. <laughs> That's right. John is uh, John is a wonderful, just a wonderful individual. Mm -hmm. Well, I've known John for at least forty years, and uh, you know their their family has uh, really done a lot for the community. Sure. Oh, yeah. Like to remind our listeners and viewers, actually our viewers who are watching us on Facebook Live, we're taking questions. We are streaming live. We are broadcasting live. So. Whatever question you may have for our two wonderful guests and representatives from the food of the um, the bread of the mighty food bank, and or for Jeffrey Meldon, whatever your question may be, type it in the comments section on Facebook Live, and we'll get to it. And uh, hey, make you famous on the air. Anyway, um, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the statistics you gave us because I was reading them over just a moment ago, and it said before the pandemic, more than 35 million people across the U.S. faced hunger. And that rose to at least 42 million as a result of the pandemic. So are you seeing, as the things start to ease up with the pandemic, more people going to work? Or is it really about the same? It's about the same for us. We haven't seen a change. Actually, I think for us it went up about 400%. Wow. When you say yeah. this, fair. Right. It, it really did. Now, has it come back more to normal recently, or are we still in that? Uh, Not for thing? us yet, because there's so many people that lost their job. Kids are still home. They're still being mm -hmm. educated at home. They're still not in the brick-and-mortar schools, so they're still having to feed the kids. So it's not back to normal by any means as far as we see. Now, you say you use agencies, faith-based groups around the area, your service area, to help identify folks that need help? Um, we do it a lot of different ways. Like I said earlier, we work with the police department. They know where the hungry families are and their beat. We work with the uh, fire department. They know people that are hungry and need in their area. Then one of Shara's jobs and my job is to find, to make sure the food's going to where it needs to go to. So what about somebody who just calls you cold? I would imagine there are people watching this podcast right now mm -hmm. who either know somebody right. in need of services, a family member, maybe they themselves That's correct. need assistance. Sometimes people are reluctant and scared right. to call. Sometimes Absolutely. people are afraid. Right. I've run into this with people, clients of ours. People say, I'm afraid to make a call like that because I'm afraid that maybe my children will get taken away. Oh, That's right. Absolutely. oh yeah. So how do you address that? We, Somebody calls you, they're afraid of what might happen to their family. We take care of them. There's no questions asked. They don't fill out anything. Great. We don't look at their identification. We're working with a lady now that they are homeless. And if I talk too terribly long, we'll be crying. She's got three children, and they're homeless. They live in their car. Mm -hmm. We feed them. We let them clean up in the bathroom. They're educated here. This is in Alachua County. This is where we live, go to school. Mm -hmm. 
neighbors. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, uh, it's happening right here, right, right under our noses. That's and correct. No matter where they are in our service area, if you call us, we can set you up with an agency that's close by. So you don't have to drive to Gainesville. We will definitely set you up with one of our agencies that's close to you and could possibly bring it to you. And if not, people call us. They ask for me personally. They ask for Shara. Mm -hmm. We meet them at the front door. We meet them where they're at with their needs. So I want to find out, um, Marsha, how did you get involved with uh, the group? A <laughs> uh, long time ago, Ann and Jim Voiles, who were people that I loved very dearly, they were like parents. Uh, I came to help them. I worked in a for-profit world. And I just wanted to help them. They were an elderly couple that gave all they could give to the food bank. She couldn't see, he couldn't see, but they were there every day. They were in their 80s. I just felt like I needed to help them, and then I never left. Wow. Oh, they were involved with the Yes, they were. Mm -hmm. they were. They were running the day-to-day -day operations. Right. When it was across the street where GPD is now on 6th, I see. Yeah. that's where we used to be. Okay, that's, I forgot that landmark. You're right next to GPD. Yeah. And Shara, how did you get uh, involved? <laughs> I worked for Publix as a customer service manager for eight years um, up in the Carolinas and, uh, and in Georgia and the new market as Publix was rising up. And I just felt called one day to start working at a food bank in Jacksonville at um, Feeding Northeast Florida, which is uh, basically the same as us but in Jacksonville. And I got transferred over here to work with Marsha, and so I've been in food banking ever since, and I love it. So is there a network of food banks that there's help service? There's uh, 12 across the state of Florida. We're all under the Feeding Am Have you ever heard of Feeding Am America? Yes. Yeah. Okay, we're under their umbrella. Yeah. Well, so you help, so you get some government funding? No, sir. Oh, you don't? You no. do you not? all volunteer? Uh, no, we, uh, government, Feeding America is not government. It's where... Kellogg's or Kroger or a, a big corporation would make a donation to Feeding America, mm -hmm. and that helps them, and then it dwindles mm -hmm. down to right. some of us on the ground here. Uh, by the time it gets to some of us, it's very small, but we're under their umbrella, and there is 506 food banks across nationwide, mm -hmm. and then in the state of Florida, there's 12 of us that take care of the whole 68 counties. So for viewers and listeners who may be in different parts of the state, we've mm -hmm. got a huge contingency in South Florida That's correct. as well as in Ocala. So right. take those two areas to be specific. Uh, would they go through the Feeding America website or what, mm -hmm. what should they do? No, uh, anybody could Google uh, food banks and okay. it would pop up um, today's technology. Okay. It would pop up what food bank is in their location. Okay. Well, that's really um, amazing. Do you have any idea, uh, an estimate of how many people you serve uh, you know, during the year? It, with uh, the drive-throughs, it's a little harder to get that exact number mm -hmm. because a lot of um, we took that pressure off the agencies of, of counting families as they come through. So they do give us a feedback on how many, how much pounds they get rid of. But most everything we do is in uh, terms of pounds. So, so tell us. <laughs> let's hear the pounds. <laughs> so, Why well, hear the pounds? Yeah, this past year because of COVID, we did 18 million pounds, uh, close to 19. Million uh, out pounds. of that store, right there on 10th. Yes. yes. So our, Holy our smoke. year starts October 1st. <laughs> yeah. So I just pulled the poundage report three weeks ago. So from October 1st until three weeks ago, we're at 13 million. 
Yes. Wow, that's and but did you say you were doing much much less than that? Uh, nine million was usually our cap for the year. Mm -hmm. That was so our you, average before wow. COVID. So you're doubling what you oh, used yeah. to. Oh, yeah. Do you have more. any Do you have any activities or any fundraisers or things coming up? Special events? Well, we have had in the past empty bowls, and we haven't been able to do it because of COVID. Um, our event every day is making sure we're all there to do what we need <laughs> to do each and every day in the warehouse. That's our daily event. To, wow. be, to be serious with you, this is my heart, Brother the Mighty, as well as Shara's. And if people came by there and saw exactly what that big cement coal building did, because of that place, there will be someone that will eat tonight. That's wonderful. Are you doing tours if somebody yes. wanted to come yes. by? Okay. Absolutely. No, because food makes tomorrow possible. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that doesn't have that. Yeah, I, I just have to say I'm, I'm just blown away by what y'all do. Mm -hmm. I, um, it's wonderful. I've, I live in the neighborhood. I know where you guys are. I've, uh, you know, admired uh, everything you, you've done over the years. Mm -hmm. And to think that one in four children in our community go hungry is something that um, is hard to kind of wrap your head around. Right. And, and, you know, you come here and you're amazing. Uh, ladies and yep. we, we really want to thank you for very much thank you for having us real quick the phone number is 352-336-0839 the website is breadofthemighty.org uh, Shara and Marsha thank you so much for being here with us we will be right back with Bob Ganzak the facilitator and director of the Gainesville Dale Carnegie course that's starting up in one week on the 26th Again, this is episode 30, Meldon Lawn Friends. Thank you so much for being a part of this. We'll be right back. Thanks again. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Meldon Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, Join them. Well, I was in a truck accident. Because of the accident, I've resulted in three back surgeries. We saw advertisements on TV, and guess who popped up more often than that? It was Jeffrey. The communication that he provided was so appreciative. He shows his compassion as a human. He assisted us in achieving one of our dreams, acquisition of a home, and we're here today with smiles on our face with the assistance from Jeffrey. And I was in an accident. Someone ran a red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Belden because you're going to need help and they will help you. The Melvin Law Firm from the beginning has been built on giving back to the community. I enjoy coming to work as much today as I did in 1971 when I opened my practice. I don't look at this as a job. I look at it as serving other people. While we're alive, what better feeling can you achieve than knowing that you've helped other people and thereby you enrich your own life. 
Being a client at Melvin Law was special because I felt like I was really being listened to and I felt welcome by the entire staff. If I were in a situation where I needed legal advice and help, I would absolutely reach out to Jeffrey because his reputation alone speaks for itself. But on a personal level, I know that he would take care of me and help me solve those problems and I would feel safe with him. The Gator Nation will be the first to tell you that in all kinds of weather, we all stick together. Which is why Melden Law is honored to be the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. We hope you never find yourself the victim of a serious accident. But if you do, our team is here for you. Gators won't back down from a fight, and neither do we. Hello and welcome back to today's edition of Melden Law and Friends. Today is Tuesday. May 18th, 2021. This is episode 30, and we are very, very proud to have a repeat guest. He's actually been on at least once, maybe another time. All right. We've had so much fun, I can't even keep track of all of them. Our good friend, Mr. Bob Ganzak, the facilitator, director, manager, throw in all the terms we can. He does it all for the Dale Carnegie Gainesville course. Carrie's taken it, I've taken it, and uh, Bob, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate it very much. So we've got another seminar coming up, another training coming up. Let's talk about it. We begin again next week, Wednesday, the 26th of May, 6 to 9.30 at Hotel Indigo, Celebration Point. And we're all set to go. So, uh, Bob, I wanted to um, have you explain to our uh, viewers and listeners what is the Dale Carnegie course all about? It, I understand it, it goes for um, eight weeks on starting next Wednesday from 6 to 9.30. Right. And um, what can people expect from this? Well, it, we cover five key areas, many key areas within the eight weeks, but five that we really focus on, which we call drivers, which are the drivers to success, which are building confidence, your people skills, communication, leadership, and managing stress. With those five things, you pretty much, <laughs> as we hear many, so often, you know, it changed my life. When you can master those five things, build your confidence in areas that maybe were a little uncomfortable before, and then those people skills, as we know, that's such a huge part of the business world. And when you can do that, you can be more successful in your job, your family, your friendships, your life. Well, I know Melden Law has bought into it. Um, <clears throat> we gave you uh, my son, Carrie, first, and then we got so excited about the results that uh, we actually signed up three people for uh, the winter session. Chris was one, and uh, Ian Pickens was the other, one of our lawyers, and my <laughs> wife, Patricia. Okay? And so... Uh, we're very heavily um, invested in fans of what Dale Carnegie uh, course does. And your wife was uh, <laughs> a, a splendid... Uh, I will attest to that. Life of the ball party. of enthusiasm, <laughs> I will say that. We had a wonderful time. And, and she was a great student, too. I mean, so was Chris. Chris won the highest award of achievement in that class, which in each class there's one individual that is 
voted on by their peers as that individual that most uh, exemplifies the Dale Carnegie system. And Chris was the winner of that in his class. So I got to be there um, for just a, 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 you know, the beginning and the end, or, and uh, I saw some of the presentation. What amazed me was the variety of people oh, yeah. that come to that. It's not just some bank presidents or whatever. Correct. Talk a little bit about that. Well, who are the, some of the folks that uh, you, you think are your, you know, you can help the most? Anybody that wants to improve themselves. I mean, it, it doesn't. We do have CEOs, and we when we tend to talk about we talk about Warren Buffett, we talk about the presidents, we talk about all the famous people. Yet, out of the 10 million people that have gone through the program over the years, it's the moms and dads, the people that want to grow and build themselves some way in the business industry or just in their lives. So it's common people like myself. Uh, that's what I was when I walked into the class. I had no idea in 1991 what the program was about. Tell us about your experience. Oh, it, I had just been given a management role in a radio station, and Jeffrey, I had no idea what I was going to do. So I signed up for the Dale Carnegie course. I had to wait a year because it was sold out, and they only came to my little town once a year. And we had 44 people in the class. Mm. So I had to wait a year. And then I went through the program, and it was like, wow, wow, this is really different. Just those anxieties you get when you meet people sometimes. You go to a chamber function, and you don't know somebody there. You know, your best buddy didn't show up. <laughs> and you're like, oh, how am I going to meet these people? We give you tools of how to do that, how to conquer that. And it's amazing. Well, Name memorization, that's one of the, my favorite. Yeah, so Carrie, uh, why don't, you were, you were the guinea pig uh, from Meldon Law. Why don't you talk about what your experience was like? Well, first of all, uh, Bob has been uh, a, a mentor to me even since the class. So, uh, Bob, I want to thank you for uh, taking part in uh, helping uh, develop me uh, as a, hopefully a, a better leader within uh, not only our own business, but within um, you know the community and I think it's it's interesting uh, the importance of self-discovery uh, sometimes we view ourselves differently than how other people view us uh, and I think the Dale Carnegie uh, course uh, allows you to keep uh, you know your genuineness of who you are you know it's not a, mm -hmm. it's not about being fake it's about trying to be able to uh, allow other people to see the your best self and uh, and honestly create those uh, significant connections. So, you know, there's there's a lot more to it than, than just that. Obviously, there's lessons that can be taken uh, for some people that are more important than others. Um, but I thought the Dale Carnegie class, uh, for me, uh, was an incredible experience. In fact, I didn't even tell you this, but last Wednesday I was out, I was in Gainesville uh, before I was gonna head back to Fort Lauderdale and I was out to dinner at the new Prime and Pearl restaurant located in Celebration Point. Uh, any of our uh, listeners out there, if you want to enjoy a great steak, uh, you can check it out. It's uh, in Celebration Point, and uh, that's uh, where Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is going to be opening up soon, which is going to be incredible. I, as, if you listen to the podcast, you know that 
Uh, there's going to be nothing like that uh, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill in North Central Florida. Uh, but uh, Prime and Pearl uh, had a couple of our, our graduates from our class oh, wow. there. Right. And uh, I got to sit down, and we had a great conversation. And they invited me to come join their group every Wednesday and and uh, just talk about whatever we wanted to talk about. So yeah. the lasting relationships, uh, the lessons, the self-discovery. Uh, you know, there's a there was a lot of business leaders uh, in that course um, from from different aspects of life, uh, from you know uh, consumers to uh, provide you know providers like doctors and. Uh, I think, uh, for me, it was interesting to see how everybody viewed themselves and how everybody w w was able to reveal a little bit more of their genuine self, for better or for worse, yeah. sometimes throughout the program, but for mostly the better, I would say. We actually had a question on Facebook Live, and I want to remind everybody watching us on Facebook Live, if you have a question for Bob Ganzak or any of us, we all have a connection in some way, shape, or form to the Dale Carnegie course. I, too, share Carrie's sentiment, how wonderful, of course, it was, and I'll talk more about that later. But our question is, how many U.S. presidents have taken the Dale Carnegie course? Well, I would have to refer to my friend Freddie Weeby for that because he is the statistician of the historical side. <laughs> Freddie, how many presidents? Everyone since 1934. So every president since 1934, if you can count those up, uh, that's how many have gone through the program. That's pretty amazing. Well, I, you know, and I think the takeaway, like like Carrie and Jeffrey were saying, not everybody is a CEO, not everybody is a manager. I mean, one thing that, that I observed, all of us are leaders at one time or another, no matter who we are, no matter what we do, whether you work in sales, whether you work in, you know, the health industry, gosh knows how many of those we have here in, in Alachua County in Gainesville, working in Shands and whatnot. Whoever you are, whatever you do, we all can use some sharpening of the saw when it comes to our communication skills. I mean, you know, for me, public speaking has never been hard for me. And the thing I learned was it's one thing to be a good speaker. It's another to be an effective speaker and to get your point across to where people are open and recipient, you know, receiving what you say. So we all can learn something, and it was terrific. Well, on my way down here today, driving here, I was talking to my sister. Mm -hmm. My sister's three years older than I am. And I was encouraging her to, you know, go out and hurt. She's a massage therapist. And I was encouraging her to start, you know, talking about it. Go, you know, go out and sell it. She goes, I can't talk to people. I, I can't do that. She lives in Panama City Beach. And I said to her, I said, Susie, everybody has it inside of them. Yeah, exactly. It's just finding somebody that can tap into it and help you bring it out. That's what it is. We only use about 10% of our God-given talents in any area. And just think of how much growth is available there for you. And when you can tap into that, if you just raised it three points to 13, that's 30% increase. Sure is. It's an amazing thing. And we help people do that. So, you know, Marsha that was on earlier on the podcast earlier, she was asking me, she goes, well, this is that's way over my head. I, I can't do that type of a program. No. You're the person it's for. <laughs> exactly. You're the person it's for. So, so you know, I encouraged my sister to go out and, and, and find the Dale Carnegie class. I well, told her I'll come over and coach you myself. And I think an important point also, Bob, is that it, it's not a lecture class. No. Nothing even remotely close no. to a lecture class. It's participatory, one-on-one, -on -one, small group sessions. You'll never get bored in a Dale Carnegie class. 
<laughs> and we, it's not a talk about class, it's a do it class. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's an application. It's like putting sunscreen on. If you don't put it on and apply it, it doesn't work. You doesn't learn work. something, you apply it in your life, and wow. So we have another question. How many weeks is the course and what day of the week? It used to be Tuesday, so this is different now. Well, we thought we would change it a little okay. bit. So we move to Wednesday night and we okay. start next week, the 26th. It's uh, eight weeks mm -hmm. and you basically have two sessions each night. Mm -hmm. There's a first part of the night and a second part of the night and it does move very quickly. There's a lot of interaction. <laughs> you will have friends for life the people that go through oh, yeah. the program with you. It's, a, it's an amazing thing that, uh, that you, you bond that way with individuals. Like, like Carrie was saying earlier about how he's bonded with the people from his class. Same thing with my class that, you know, that I just completed. We're staying in touch. You know, we've got an email chain, a text chain, and getting together, so it, it really is incredible. In fact, Evan Miller behind the controls was in the class with us, so Evan, you were great. <laughs> hey, so I wanna, again, uh, explain to our listeners and viewers how they get to sign up for the course. Well, you can go to our website, uh, jacksonville.dalecarnegie.com, and go to find a course, and you will get the one that is in Gainesville, and you can register right online. Or you can call me, which we will uh, hopefully will uh, put the phone number. Well, why don't you just give our listeners a phone number okay. right so, now? 229-506-1387. And there is a link on the post, on, on the actual uh, broadcast right now. So if you're on Facebook Live, we do have a link on there. We've got to take a break. Okay. You know the drill. You've been here three times. So we will be right back in 60 seconds with Bob Ganzak, the director, manager, instructor, facilitator, everything when it comes to the Gainesville Dale Carnegie course. You are watching Meldon Law and Friends, a service of Meldon Law. Thanks again for being part of the program. we got one more segment. We'll be right back. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Meldon Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. The Gator Nation will be the first to tell you that in all kinds of weather, we all stick together. Which is why Meldon Law is honored to be the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. We hope you never find yourself the victim of a serious accident. But if you do, our team is here for you. Gators won't back down from a fight, and neither do we. Hello and welcome back to Meldon Law and Friends, a weekly podcast brought to you by Meldon Law, a statewide law firm. Our primary practice areas are personal injury cases, meaning we represent victims of car crashes, big uh, truck crashes, what we call premises liability, trip and fall, slip and fall, animal bite, any type of case that results in injuries due to the negligence of someone else or some organization or entity, give us a call anytime toll free. 
1-800-373-8000. You'll speak probably to this guy or that guy over there, the two owners and partners of the firm, Jeffrey and Kerry Meldon. And we also handle criminal defense cases as well, including DUI defense. With that out of the way, I want to go back to our good friend Bob Ganzak, the manager, director, and facilitator of the Gainesville-Dale Carnegie course. We talked about the fact we got a new course coming up eight days from today. It will be starting on Wednesday, the 26th of May at Hotel Indio, correct? Indigo. Indigo. Okay, forgot the G. And people can sign up right up to the start of the class, although we encourage them to do it in advance. It, it helps if it's a couple of days in advance. If you want to come out that night, please do. We have people that come out week one and sign up. They, they kind of taste it a little bit, and then they say, sure. I want to be in here. Yet it, it helps that I can get you some of the materials beforehand. We can have a conversation before you start the class and, and be ready to go on week one. And how, what, what, what is the size of the class you're looking for generally? It's not like 100 to 200. It's no, much less than that. We have anywhere from yeah. 15 to 30 people in the class. It's, I see. It, it's a good group. A uh, good size to be able to uh, work in small groups with individuals, plus large enough that we're, when we're in front of the whole group, you get some of that impact also. Bob, I wanted to ask you, what kind of uh, uh, sense of uh, fulfillment do you get from running mm -hmm. these courses? Oh, good question. My goodness. Uh, you know, my passion is to help people do things that they they never dreamed they could do. And that's, there's some, whatever it is, if you're a CEO and you want to go to the next level, I love to help you. But that individual that's maybe coming out of UF that you know, is a little shy, has an engineering degree or something that they just, they wish that they could just be a little bit more outgoing. Mm -hmm. I love to help, help everybody achieve something that they never dreamed that they could do. Well, I know you uh, have been doing this a long time, and uh, I can tell you from personal experience that uh, you've got a reputation as being uh, the best of the best when it comes to uh, running the course. And I, I, I want to stress again to our listeners that the Dale Carnegie course is an investment in your life in a better life, both personally and professionally. It's not just professional. Oh, absolutely. Talk about personal growth a little. Well, one of the things I say in week one all the time is that uh, you know, you'll become a better you know, husband, wife, brother, sister, mother, father, grandparent, uh, plus a better business leader. But I usually start with that that personal thing, because that's what we are 24-7. I mean, that, that's who we are. Mm -hmm. And it's just that interaction. I mean, I think of week five when we learn uh, about not using that one word, like the word but. <laughs> and how many, I'm working on and it. How many times you start an argument because you don't listen really well or you you tell them I'm not listening. And then there's your words. two years, one mouth theory. Yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. So, and Mr. Carnegie, you know, he wrote the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, which the course is built mm -hmm. off of that, which was, in some areas, the number one business book of the 20th century, mm -hmm. still ranks up near the top in the 21st century. Mm -hmm. And the book was basically, organically, that was not a, 
a term back in, <laughs> in the 1930s, but it was organically done. As they listened to people in his public speaking class talk about different things, he was writing little, mm -hmm. little notes. And that book took years and years and years to write. But it was just all about the interactions with other people. And when you read the book and you hear the stories from the Rockefellers and, and the Roosevelts and, and different individuals that he basically culled the data from, it's amazing. Yeah, he started in the 1910s. 1912. Uh, 1912. Right. And um, developed over 25 years uh, all the information that formed the basis for what he wrote about in the book. Correct. And he had hundreds of people that helped him. He hired people and they, they would come in. And the, many of the stories that I've got to hear about the man, he was, I mean, <laughs> when you think of the word integrity, he's one of those people that goes with that word. It's just over the history of life, he was that kind of an individual. And he passed away in 1955. And you think the legacy of who he was it just lasted, and that had to do with his wife, Dorothy, who, who really took the reins and mm -hmm. drove the, the company forward from 1955 until she passed in 1998. It's really wow. incredible. Seven, almost 70 years later, here we are, and you're still doing these courses. I, you know, it's one thing I've talked about is I read that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, more than 40 years ago. I was an undergraduate in the late 70s at the University of Florida. I was a journalism student and I was taking a public relations class, and that was our textbook. And I remember reading at the time and thinking, wow, this is great, these are some amazing universal truths. And when I took this class, it took on a whole new meaning because it wasn't just reading, lecturing, absorbing the words on the printed page, it was putting them into action. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that is what makes all the difference and why this course is so effective. You mentioned textbook at the University of Florida. Yeah. We do have some colleges now, Middle yeah. Tennessee State University. Uh, the Dale Carnegie class is core for their business school. Really? So if you're going to get an MBA at Middle Tennessee State University, you're going to go through the Dale Carnegie course, which I just think is, is something that I, I wish we could do more of it in high school and in college. And you know, the, the things you learn, just how to treat each other and communicate with one another, you know, if you're a business owner, I would strongly suggest that you reach out to Bob uh, to not only, if you want to be enrolled in the course, but to put people uh, within your organization into the course as soon as possible. I think uh, uh, there's been a long-standing tradition of some of the biggest corporations, not only the U.S. presidents, but the, the corporations that built America have had their employees uh, take this course since uh, it started. Definitely. Uh, people I've worked with in Jacksonville and in, in this region, you know, people like CSX, Northrop Grumman, uh, Miller Electric, uh, the HCA hospitals, a lot of individuals that, uh, you know, that put their employees through. And, and I always like when the CEO, you mentioned the CEO, people like Spain, Dirkelbotten, mm -hmm. who doesn't point at his team and say, you go take this. He says, I'll take it with you. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that. I, I, when I see that, I've, I've had a few of those CEOs from Lake City Medical Center and other places that have gone through the program with their team. Bob, let's get that phone number again. And do we have that in the, um, on the podcast link? 
We, we have that in there. Great. So uh, those of you watching on Facebook Live will see the phone number. Let's go ahead and tell them one more time. It's 229-506-1387. And that is my cell number, so it won't ring right now because Jeffrey asked us to turn it off. He's on the show. What can you say? Yeah, but Carrie, do you remember when you were a kid and I had the, the Dale Carnegie book and I used to bring it home and give it to you and Jessica and say, why don't you kids read this? I, well, was, he used to give me all kinds of books. I remember what, The Seven Still Habits does. of Highly Effective People was uh, by Stephen right. Covey was there next to the Dale Carnegie uh, how to win uh, friends and influence people. Napoleon uh, Hill. Napoleon Hill. Principles. Yeah, yeah. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, a little bit later on when I was in my teens. I mean, the the uh, it's never too late to learn, and I think that uh, this course is, I mean, look, for a living for 15 years, I argued. And <laughs> I, I did. I was argumentative, uh, and I spoke, uh, and I had to put everything into every uh, argument I've ever made before a court because if it was appealed, I needed to make sure to set the record. So I would continue to say the same things over and over again in different ways. And I learned through this course that, I, that maybe I'd carried over to my personal life and it was more important to speak less and listen, listen more. more. And uh, that was a really good reminder that you know uh, your professional life and your personal life can be improved at any moment in your life. You know? To be clear and concise. I mean, that, clear that and is concise. one of the things that we work on. And, like the communication you have within the room, we will time it so that you can start building up some not habits uh, to, you know, to get your message across. I mean, it's one thing to get a message across in two minutes, and then if we shrink it down to 90 seconds, all of a sudden people panic because it's a lot different. But you're learning how to be clear sure. and concise. You know, I, I just thought of something, you know, that brought back my memories of the course. You know, we talk so much about improving business skills communication skills, and it also can unlock the inner artist in us. You know, I won't mention her name. She's a wonderful person, though, who was in the class with Evan and, and me. And she works at a bank. She does very, very well professionally. And she has this hobby that she's a painter. And one day she came and said I was motivated to, and it was amazing. All of us are looking <laughs> at this and saying, holy smoke, you can sell that for God knows what. The point I'm making is, though, is that it can unlock that artist within us, the creative side as well. So whatever you do, again, you know, whatever you may be, wherever you may be on the ladder of success, or you're a creative person, you know, such as this individual who all of a sudden, you know, her face lit up like a Christmas tree, and maybe I should do more of this. So it really does make so many things work. You know, Carrie mentioned, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are. I've had individuals successful business people 75 years plus coming to the class and you know one lady told me it was always on my bucket list i wanted to do this <laughs> and another gentleman uh, he you know he asked me why i should take the class he said i'm 73 years old and i'm very successful graduate of georgia tech architectural engineer why should i take this class and i just said to him i want to improve myself right up to the last breath wow. and he said okay mm -hmm. Where do I write the check? <laughs> you know, so and he joined the class. So it doesn't matter where you are in life. You're right. I, young, older, in between, always try to improve yourself. Well, I, I can. Uh, I will say this publicly. I am going to take the course. Okay, <laughs> and uh, I've already got it planned. Though I'm, it, uh, this semester it falls right in the middle of my vacation break. Okay. So I've already planned to do it in the mm -hmm. fall. 
and I want to encourage everybody else to um, follow our lead at Melden Law, which is to encourage leadership and growth, both personal and in your business life, by uh, going to the Dale Carnegie course. It's right here in Gainesville at Hotel Indigo every Wednesday night. It's uh, 6 to 9.30, and when you think about it, eight weeks, that's a very small investment to make a major change in your life in the right direction. you got two guys right here who just took the course, and I know I speak for Carrie, saying it truly is a life-changing thing, so I, I can't give it a higher endorsement. Thank you, Chris. So again, uh, we are about to come to a close on today's episode of Melden Law and Friends, another great episode. If you didn't have a chance to see the whole thing, that's okay. We, we have it archived on our Facebook page, and we also have it on our YouTube page. Plus, it is available on 39 different audio platforms, everything from Amazon Music to Google Music. I can't name them all. There's a lot of them. So wherever you might be listening to audio podcasts, it's available there as well. We talked earlier about the huge day coming up in um, next month on June 16th, grand opening, Jeffrey. Steve Spurrier, any quick words on that? Yeah, June 16th um, at the Ocala Melden Law Grand Opening. It's going to be a great party, uh, 4.30 to 6.30. The address is 1326 South Pine Avenue in Ocala. Everybody is welcome. There is, this is uh, a party for the community. We want you all there. We want you there. So come on down. Kerry, anything in closing? we got a few seconds. No, uh, Bob, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Kerry. Thank you for coming. All right. Thank you for watching, and uh, we'll be back next week. Catch you then.